Welcome to Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry, a podcast dedicated to changing the way women eat to lose weight so they can feel their hottest. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, former fad dieter turned registered dietitian. Each week, I'll share all of my favorite healthy eating tips and swaps, help you through frustrations on your journey, and show you the science behind losing weight. Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry is here to make weight loss simple, fun, and easy to stick to for life. Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry, the podcast dedicated to making weight loss simple, fun, and easy to stick to for life. Before we get into today's episode, if you guys missed it, we are running a super special hot girl summer sale on the membership where you are not only getting $100 off your membership for three months, you're saving $100. So you're getting access to a calorie budget personalized to your body, support from Team TSN Monday through Friday inside of our community area. As you start to implement your calorie deficit, start eating all the healthy recipes, the meal plans, all the great foods and content we have inside of the program, and most importantly, get you started towards your weight loss goals. But what's really awesome about this one week hot girl summer sale is I'm also giving you access to my brand new mini course. It's called Stuck to Slaying Weight Loss. It is so transformational. I literally have been dying to tell you guys about it. And that's because this course is truly gonna change the way you approach dieting and help you keep this weight off for life and make sure you're never stuck. Let's be real, dieting only takes us so far, but when you follow very many commercial diets, you get to this point in time where what you are doing and what you were told to do doesn't work for some women. So what do you do next? That's where women get stuck. So this mini course is really just a fun bonus, a brand new piece of content I have never released before, but I've always just coached privately this way with my clients. So you are getting access to not only the membership for hundred dollars off, but you're also getting exclusive bonus access to this mini course, which I am super excited to share with you guys. That being said, hot girl summer is here, which also means hot girl happy hour is also here, which is why I wanted to do an episode on all things alcohol. Now that it's summertime, now that I am moving to Los Angeles and I can't wait to try all the new bars and places and restaurants and get a little cocktail moment going. But I gotta be real, one of the hardest parts about losing weight is not only the alcohol that you drink, but especially navigating hangovers and just the detrimental effect that they can have to the progress that you wanna make on your journey. It's not only the eating after the alcohol, but it's also what happens the next day when you're tired, when you're hungover, when your motivation isn't great, and even worse, especially if you're not just you know feeling a little blah the next day, but like you're truly hungover. I mean, how do you navigate that? It's gonna set you back on your journey and it's just a really uncomfortable feeling. So for what to expect on today's episode, I want to talk about alcohol, hangovers, how it impacts weight loss, really getting into why you're drinking in the first place to kind of help you navigate, okay, how much fun can really fit into your journey? Cause I'm not here to take away your skinny margarita. I want to share with you guys how I actually approach drinking and some of the tips I share with my clients. And most importantly, probably why you are here. I want to share what I eat when I am hungover. So you guys can have an on track day to day after you drink as well. So on that note, let's get into it. So like I said, I am not here to take away your skinny margarita or your wine or your champagne or whatever fun fruity beverage you wanna have on vacation. But what I am here to talk about is just how alcohol can impact weight loss. So 
At the end of the day, alcohol is definitely a fun food, but I'd say it's probably the most fun food you can include in your diet, meaning that it isn't as nourishing as maybe some of the other foods. And what I mean by this is alcohol really provides us empty calories. And in the science world, we call them non-nutritive calories, meaning that you are getting caloric value from alcohol, but it is not serving an essential function in your body that is gonna be beneficial. In fact, let's cut to the chase. Alcohol is harmful. Alcohol is toxic. If you have too much of it, you could hurt yourself or even worse, kill yourself, right? Alcohol is bad for our organs, it's bad for our health. And yes, we can mindfully indulge in alcohol, but when we're talking about health and fitness and wellness, I think sometimes people get scared to talk about the fact that alcohol, you know, as much as we want fun to fit and I'm not here to be the fun please, at the same time, alcohol is not like having an apple. It's not like having a slice of cake. Like it is toxic in a different way that not nourishing foods can be toxic. However, I don't wanna say that we're toxic and I wanna do a little Britney Spears reference, but I'm not. But going back to why I'm even bringing this up is because alcohol is non-nutritive, you're getting calories from it. But for that reason, that's why we really wanna be conscientious about what types of calories are we there for pairing with alcohol, knowing that they're really not nourishing in the first place. And more importantly, we need a conversation about how much you are drinking. As a general rule of thumb with my clients, I of course care about the type of alcohol you are choosing, and it can be important for a variety of reasons, but above all, the most important thing for alcohol and fat loss that you need to understand is it's not so much about what you drink, it's actually more about how much you drink. And when it comes to alcohol, I say how much because how much is gonna determine the quote unquote damage it's causing in your calorie budget, but also it's gonna impact really how potentially off track you may get. I mean, it, there's a very stark difference between having one drink versus five drinks and the effect it has on your liver, the effect it has on your mental health the next day when you get this anxiety and you have this hangover and you're all anxiety provoking and you didn't get a good night of sleep and you were grinding your teeth and you woke up sweating. Like there is a very big difference between having an occasional glass of wine and having a little bit here and there versus having like a binge drinking moment where you're having more than three or four drinks and, or say even three or four drinks and just the effect it has on your calorie budget, the effect it has on your body and how you feel and for many other things as well. So that's why I always like to say that how much you drink matters so much more than what you drink because you can be doing all these swaps and yes, alcohol can fit in, but at the end of the day, if you're not seeing progress and you're having five drinks over the weekend and you're constantly finding yourself higher on Monday, starting over, it's not the alcohol and like how, like the types of drinks you're choosing, it's really how much alcohol that you're having and how it's really impacting things in the first place. But why it's important to know how much alcohol you're having as well is because when you are drinking alcohol, we are prioritizing and our metabolism shifts to prioritizing breaking down that alcohol because it's toxic. And because that alcohol is toxic, that means it's the first thing our body wants to get rid of and let go of, which causes us to urinate more. That's why it causes dehydration. And there's a whole slew of things that happen inside of our body to prioritize breaking down and excreting and get, getting rid of this alcohol because our body does not want it. But why that is also important is because not that I don't want you to eat while drinking alcohol, that definitely is not what I'm saying, but why I'm bringing this up is because alcohol shifts our metabolism to prioritizing burning this alcohol and kind of putting everything else to the side for a second. So it's not that other things are just not metabolized, like our body does not work that way. However, our body 
body's going to prioritize breaking down this alcohol, which means that it is disrupting our, our normal metabolic functioning, which is why it's also easier to gain fat paired with eating more calories, paired with not eating the proper amount of foods, because it is not a healthful process in our body. We're trying to get rid of these toxic derivatives. So you pair this with also having these very high sugar, very high calorie drinks, you're kind of creating this blood sugar metabolism torpedo that's just really not great for our health. Um, and of course, alcohol also leads to inhibitions with our judgment and inhibitions with our decision-making. So you can only imagine what happens with food. Not only are you calling your ex-boyfriend and you probably shouldn't be, um, or maybe you're doing other things that you shouldn't be doing, but also if you're anything like me and my clients, you are most likely making food decisions that you may have not if you were in a different headspace. And you pair all of this with also the fact that even if you do mindfully indulge in alcohol and you are trying to gain muscle, it's going to impact how much muscle that you can gain. So it can hold you back in the gym. It can hold back that recovery process. And partially why it holds back that recovery process as well is because alcohol disrupts sleep. So many women that I've talked to over the years, right? Sometimes they'll, and even I thought this when I was younger, you know, let's have a glass of wine. It makes me sleep better. But what I didn't understand at the time is alcohol actually disrupts REM sleep, which is one of the most important stages of sleep that really, really deep sleep, I believe that we have. So the fact that it's disrupting our sleep in this way um, is really not great for our health. And then therefore, see how this is a domino effect. Therefore, it also impacts our blood sugar the next day and how we metabolize food and fuel. It impacts the nutrients absorption and cravings and has a whole slew of things just because we're not getting this good sleep, which is so crazy to think about. On top of all of these things, it also impacts our hydration status, leads to dehydration, which is can put us at risk for injuries in the gym, especially if we're pushing ourselves and for many other things too, because obviously water is involved in literally everything inside of our bodies. But I share this not to kind of put the odds against you guys, because I know very well when I go out to dinner, I love a cocktail. I also know when I am going to a wedding, hell yeah, open bar. I want a little bit of wine. Like these are fun things and alcohol is okay to be enjoyed. I sometimes love just also being outside, having a seltzer. It's low calorie, gets a little buzz on. Like these things can fit, but what I'm here to have an open conversation about with you guys is your relationship to alcohol and how much you're having. If you are trying to become your fittest, hottest and healthiest self, you can't, especially as you get older, drink the way you did in college, drink the way you did even maybe before college, like myself, don't, don't tell my mama. And you can't do that for the rest of your life. And honestly, it's something that needs to be talked about a little more because your healthiest self is not just about finding these low calorie swaps and drinking a whole shit ton of alcohol. Like it will catch up to you and it does have impacts. And a huge part of this journey is not just losing the weight. It's actually creating a diet that is really healthful in the first place. So I'm not here to debate how negative or positive alcohol can be in our life. However, what I want you guys taking away from this episode is how alcohol can potentially impact fat gain and how can we negate some of the negative aspects of alcohol through our choices and being mindful. So on that note, before I give you guys how I approach drinking and all of that, I really wanna take a step back and especially if you're losing body fat, one of the most important things I can ever teach you is asking yourself the question when you have a fun event, a wedding, a celebration, you're going out to dinner, it's just a night at home with your hubby and you're chilling. I want you guys to ask yourself why you are drinking because that is the first thing that actually has to happen before I give you any tips and tricks, any drink swaps, because if you are drinking, 
self-medicating after a long day of work and your habits are out of control, you're using it as stress management, you have a lot on your plate, there is no amount of drink swaps that are gonna save you from the negative behaviors that are ultimately a huge part that's holding you back from weight loss. And I've actually seen this a lot with my clients because I would have clients where on paper, they're crushing it, they're getting their workouts, they're getting their steps, they're hitting their calories, their food choices are really great. But then when we explore a little bit deeper, we actually notice that one, they aren't logging food, well, calories from drinks late at night because of alcohol. And two, they're actually drinking more than what we had anticipated or what they sometimes maybe wanted to admit. And so I say that because as much as calorie tracking and even logging alcohol is great, you have to be really mindful about how much you're drinking just because just like I say, calories are not created equal. Calories a calorie, but what it does inside your body. Of course, you know, if you're eating 30 grams of protein in a day versus, you know, 100 grams, it's going to impact how you're metabolizing and digesting and absorbing and your hormones and your hunger and your fullness in very, very different ways. So the same can be said with alcohol. So even if you are hitting your calories and you are tracking your alcohol, even though sometimes I really find that most of us don't track our alcohol calories on our fitness journeys, which is a totally different conversation. At the end of the day, you have to be mindful about how much you're drinking because that could be a huge area that needs more self-exploration and maybe supportive exploration to find other ways to manage your stress without going to alcohol. At the same time, I ask you guys, why are you drinking? And that simple, simple question because drinking for stress management is very different than say you're out to dinner and you wanna try this really fun new cocktail, like it's a very different environment, but something that I teach my clients all the time that is a core concept behind Hot Healthy Never Hungry is understanding your why, and specifically with your why, why you were drinking, why you're going for certain foods, and when is it worth it for you? Because really when it comes to fat loss, you have to start to begin to think about what is worth it versus not worth it for you. So, you know, if you're occasionally wanting to drink or have a cocktail or a cocktail or two at a wedding or a celebration or a work event, you know, that's totally fine. But depending on how often you are drinking, that's gonna really impact how you might wanna show up in your diet. And so this brings me to my most important point, which is how I approach drinking. So I am very much not a dietitian that promotes the all or nothing mindset because I want you guys to break that all or nothing mindset and, you know, find more balance and peace with food. But the one food I always say to clients that I think is so incredibly helpful to have limits on is alcohol. So, you know, when you are indulging in alcohol, I think especially on a fitness and health journey, setting a drink limit is one of the best things you can ever do. Now, obviously sticking to it is a completely different story, but setting a drink limit is honestly something I do till this day. And, you know, sometimes it's not a hard and fast rule. Sometimes I say one drink and I end up having two, right? But if you are like me and you don't drink that often, oftentimes it's not a super big deal at this point, but you know, you can't be your fittest self and lose weight without having boundaries. And so I do think setting a drink limit for yourself is one of the easiest things that you can do. So you are planning ahead. Because the one thing I will tell you that will really hold you back from being your fittest, your healthiest, your hottest version of yourself that really feels good is not planning ahead. As much as I want you to get to the place where you can make decisions on the go and be super chill with it, like you have to plan ahead. So being able to set a drink limit when going to a fun event, when going to a fun event too, that not only has alcohol, but might also have food. It's setting the intention on how you want the event to go. With many of my clients, I'm thinking of one I actually talked to today. 
She goes to a whole lot of bachelorette parties. You know, those parties, you know, there are times where she's in a city or a bachelorette party that she loves the person and wants to be there and is going and is supportive, but maybe she's setting a drink limit. Like she literally said to me, Lauren, this is just not worth it. Like I go to this city all the time. I don't think it's super special to me. I'm not very excited. I'm just, you know, not feeling it. So she sets a lower drink limit. And for her, that's more worth it. Where, you know, say she's going to a really amazing place and she's so excited and it's a little bit more worth it and she wants to let loose a little bit more, she will go in with that intention. But it's so important to go in with that intention because that is going to impact the hangover. That's going to impact how you feel after. It's going to impact how off track you're going to get. And yes, you can lose weight drinking alcohol, but when you're drinking a lot of alcohol, I'd say it's going to really impact your progress a lot more potentially versus going in and really mindfully kind of including it as if like it was a normal week for you. So as a rule of thumb, I think going into special events and setting a drink limit is crucial and bonus points, I guess, brownie points. If you also set intentions around what type of alcohol you are choosing. Sometimes when I go to a wedding and like their signature drink is something completely I don't normally have, but it sounds so worth it. And I've had a really on track week that context. Okay. Yeah. You know, maybe I want to go for the fun drink and yeah, it's going to have the simple syrup in it, but but for me, this is worth it. And then maybe one of the swaps down the line, sometimes I might have that and the cake. Usually I wake up the next day and I'm like, shit, like I don't feel good. Like I don't care about the calories and context guys. Like I don't even track my calories anymore, but you will feel it. Cause once you start to feel so healthy and fit and good, you will notice when you get off track Sometimes it won't affect you a lot, but when you go a little too off track and you have a little too much fun, like you will feel it. And obviously you know how to get back on track. You just go back to the basics and what usually works and what got you to here in the first place. But when you're on this like infancy part of your journey, like you have to set boundaries and intentions with your food choices as you want to build that momentum up before you transition into a little bit more intuitiveness. But yes, drink limits and drink intentions around what you're drinking are key. Now, before you dare ask me on this episode, I am sure you're curious around what I drink when I go out. So some of my go-to drinks, I know I mentioned seltzers. I love them, whether it's a high noon, a white claw, you know, those are staples. I know there's so many different ones out there. I like them. Plus you can see the nutrition facts. Um, I'm sorry for anyone who likes beer. I just don't like beer, so I can't comment on the topic, but I am not a big beer person. Um, some beers also can be like super high in calories, depending on what they are. Obviously there's the light beers. I know my husband sometimes like those like Miller light, Bud Light, all of that. Um, I like the big commercial ones, but usually the more craft beers. Um, sometimes you can see the nutrition facts, but a lot of times too, even if you can't see them, um, many craft beers can be higher in calorie depending on how they're produced but just for context, um, not a beer girl. But you know, when it comes to mixed drinks and other cocktails and beverages, I'm a big fan of wine. Sometimes the wine, you might count it as a drink, but then you actually look at how many ounces is a glass of wine and you're like, wow, okay, that is a double pour. So it's not 120 calories, it is 240 calories. And so you thought you had two glasses for 240 calories, but you really had four glasses because there's two cups and or two servings rather in each glass. And so that easily adds up to like 500 or so calories above that. But I bring that up because I do love wine, but once again, those portion sizes are gonna be king, which is why sometimes those seltzers can be just so easy. And of course, mixed drinks and cocktails, which are a little bit of a gamble, depending on where you're going. Um, I love a skinny margarita. I typically ask and kind of see how they make it because there's no standard recipe, but 
Oftentimes like fancier, nicer places, they don't usually add simple syrups to it and they don't use mixers or anything like that. So it could just be lime juice and tequila, maybe you know, one other little thing in there. Um, so you can always ask your bartender. Um, sometimes I do get the syrup in there, but it just really depends on how I'm feeling and like the context. I'm also a big fan of like tequila with soda water. And I also use lime a lot. So I could do like three or four limes. I'll squeeze in it too, especially if it's not a more like fun beverage. I'm also a big fan of getting like seltzers, like non-alcoholic seltzers, and then you can mix with like vodka or gin or whatever you're feeling. Um, and then there's many different fun ways to do it. I've made, uh, I know I share it on my email list every year. It's one of my favorite drinks. You can prep and prepare like organic, like regular natural tea. Um, and we've made fun drinks with that. And you can do like plain like seltzer water with it. If you wanted to add like a little bit of bubbles to it. I mean, there's so many different ways, but I'd say really experimenting with drinks, finding what works for you. For my non-tequila girlies, you probably hate these tips, but that's usually what I do when I'm feeling like a little bit more fun and want to do something basic. Um, but you're going to find your go-to sometimes, you know, usually vodka and tequila are go-tos for mine. And I try to use seltzers and lower calorie beverages that don't pack as many sugars in them. I try to kind of do that a lot more. But truthfully, I am one of those girls that now, as I'm entering 30 this year, guys, I don't drink a lot as much anymore. I don't like how I feel the next day. Um, and especially my body just like doesn't like it. And you know, it's so funny. I used to be able to handle alcohol so well. I could have a drink and like feel like I want to get sick off of it. Meaning like my stomach hurts, I'm nauseous, like it's weird, man, is this getting older guys? But because of that, I just choose not to drink as much anymore. When I do drink, I am just really mindful about the quality of it. Um, so I'm that girl, say I was out with my friends and everyone was taking a shot. Like I would be like, no, like that's not happening. So you have to find what works for you, of course. At weddings, it's super worth it for me to drink. Um, and I love it, but I, I do just try to be really conscious and really check in with how I feel. And because of that, I bring that up because because I don't drink a lot, I do tend to go for more fun drinks because I view it as like a fun dessert, a fun celebration. And usually a rule of thumb that I follow too is, you know, say I do one fun drink. If I am gonna have more than one, then the next drink and the drink after that, especially if you're on a weight loss or fat loss journey and you're trying to become fitter and healthier, then you can go for the more basic drinks that don't have have as many added sugars, aren't as fruity, aren't as sweet, that kind of stuff. And pro tip, what I also do is I ask the barista, the waitress, whoever I'm putting my order in with, especially if I'm getting drinks out, because for me, getting drinks out are worth it. I do not drink at home for context, guys, unless I'm like going out and like pre-gaming with my friends or anything like that. But Typically I'm not drinking at home, especially not during the week. And see these like little rules I've developed for myself. These are all rules that support my fitness goals. Like just off the top of my head, setting drink limits, not drinking at home, not drinking when other people aren't around, which is borderline like the whole alcoholism conversation. But I think that is important setting a limit on how many fun drinks I have, because yes, I logically will love a fun drink. I will love a mojito for instance. Oh my goodness. I got to make a low calorie mojito recipe with Josh because he loves them too. But I am conscious if I'm on a fitness and health journey and I'm trying to lose weight, it's not that it can't fit. It could fit, but should it? That's the question you got to ask yourself. Okay. But the real reason why we're here is what the hell do you do when you are hungover? Whether it's one drink, or five drinks or even more than that. And you wake up the next day and you don't feel your best. Well, let me tell you, it impacts your mindset. It impacts your motivation. You get anxiety in some way, shape or form. It occurs on a spectrum. You don't want to go to the gym. You don't want to go on your hot girl walk. And if it's Sunday, you might not even want to get to the grocery store. So what I do when I'm hungover are three essential things I want to share with you today. The first thing I do in the morning is I make sure I am getting water in me ASAP. 
And if not water, I'm also getting water with electrolytes, especially if I'm hungover. And that's because we want to get fluids and rehydrate. I mean, bonus points really, really before I go to bed, this was me in college. Like I would always chug a half a bottle of water sometimes even a full bottle. Like I would just really try to get in fluids that I know I am dehydrated. I'm not going to the restroom as much. So I would try to get in water to mitigate some of that damage that happens overnight as I sleep. And especially when it comes to hydration, a big reason why we feel so awful after drinking too is because of the loss of electrolytes and our hydration being so low, we become dehydrated. Um, now, obviously having water can help with this, but something like coconut water or even a low calorie Gatorade. Gatorade is actually supposed to be high in calories because it helps with the sugar to actually get into your body and rehydrate you. That's really why it was developed for sports. Um, but especially on a fat loss journey, I recommend going for the lower calorie, like zero calorie. I know they have like the Gatorade Zero. I know there's other brands that have it too, um, but that can be helpful so we can also get some electrolytes in there that you may have lost, especially depending on how hungover you are. But also keep in mind that healthy foods also pack electrolytes, including kale, spinach, avocados, almonds, peanuts, really, I mean, all foods are gonna have it, but really trying to get some really nourishing foods in there will also help you out. But I also know when you're hungover, sometimes you are not feeling the nourishing foods. Okay, the second thing I do when I am hungover is I try to really hone in on my appetite because typically if I am really not feeling good or just feel like off from drinking, there are some days where I can stick to my meals and my, and my normal weekend, but there's other days where my meal timings might kind of get out of whack. So what I do on these days is I don't stress about the meal timings and I use this day as a recovery day and eat according to my appetite. But part of eating according to my appetite this day is I do try to prioritize not just fun foods like the fried foods that you're craving, but I, I maybe say I even do want something more fun. I really ensure I am getting in some color on my plate. For me, I think a smoothie, there's just something about having a green smoothie in front of you. And maybe it's a little bit of the placebo effect too, but I try to get in something that's gonna have fruit for those electrolytes, the vitamins, the minerals, and just really get some fiber and some good nourishment there. I won't lie, sometimes on these days, I don't hit my protein, but I use it as a recovery day as if like it's the day after you get food poisoning or you get sick, like use it as a recovery day. I focus on the quality of my foods and I really try to get in some color, especially through fruits and veggies. Um, I do find fruits are a little bit more tolerable on post hangover days. And when like, you're not feeling great after a night of drinking. So I try to really emphasize the color through fruits because veggies sometimes sound unappetizing. However, if you're getting a smoothie, you can get that sweet flavor, get the veggies added in there secretly without even noticing. And it's a really great thing that you can do. And I can't help but also mention eat the freaking banana guys. Like we always talk about vitamins and minerals and how healthy fruit is, but banana is going to have that potassium. We are getting all that good nourishment. We're getting those electrolytes. Um, and I highly, highly recommend eating a banana the day after you have a little hangover moment. And the third thing that I recommend doing after a day of drinking is sometimes I might have a smaller breakfast, something kind of small to start off with. But by the end of the day, I want my third meal to be, okay, I'm getting back in my routine because sometimes like you need a little break. You need to like check in with your appetite, but I try to make that meal, especially before I go to bed, I'm getting in protein. And we of course want every meal to have protein in it, but especially this meal, 
I try to emphasize a, a lean protein in it. That way I'm kind of taking a stance on how I want the next day to go, getting on track, but I'm getting my body back to normalcy, especially if I've kind of been in this recovery mode all day, eating more like bland foods, not feeling my best, like appetite's all out of whack. Of course, I want every meal to have protein in it typically, but you know, sometimes it happens where you're eating more bland, more boring, trying to just get back on track. So I highly recommend that last meal of your day put in some thought, put in some effort and have a lean source of protein, like chicken there, for instance, or say I want something super small. Maybe that's when I'm having, okay, I'm going to have a yogurt parfait with granola and some sort of maybe cereal on top instead of granola. And then I'm going to put like some peanut butter in it. I'm going to put some fruit in it or almond butter, whatever you're feeling like. And I get this really high quality protein in you. So it's really setting you up and it's also going to mitigate some of like the rebound hunger you're going to have the next day after your hangover day, um, as you're getting back in routine. Now that you have all of these drinking tips, don't forget to continue your journey. We are doing the hot girl summer sale where you're getting a hundred dollars off your membership by using the link included in the show notes. The sale is only for seven days. And when you purchase, you are also getting bonus access to the stuck to slaying weight loss mini course that will help you never be stuck on your journey ever again. Hot, healthy, never hungry is found on all streaming platforms. If you guys enjoyed today's episode, please leave a rating and review. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram to stay up to date with all things hot, healthy, never hungry podcast. You can find me at sorority.nutritionist. And on that note, I will see you guys next week.